This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. With Ipswich Town now two points off the automatic promotion places, all we can do is believe. And hey, taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse. If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Rich Woodard and this is the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. We're available every week on YouTube video and podcast audio and making a welcome return to the starting lineup. Rotated out, but he's back in again, Seb Brown. How are you, mate? Hello, mate. I'm good, thank you. Nice to be back in my usual spot on a Thursday evening. Great show last week by you and Joe, but it's nice to be nice to be back with you again. Your intro, Ted Lasso, I assume. Ted Lasso, yeah, quite the philosopher, aren't you? You, you are Ted Lasso. <laughs> both, both. Yeah, Lass- I'm a big fan of Ted Lasso, so I'm excited that it's back. Hence the homage in the intro. So if you didn't spot that and you don't know what I'm talking about, then um, look it up. Um, but I'm I'm sure that most people are. I think everyone, yeah. It kind of made lockdown for me. It's the last series, isn't it? It's the the finale. Hopefully not, but yeah, they're kind of presenting it as the last series. I think it's got a conclusion. Maybe have a spin-off or something. And and what did you do on your Thursday night off? Because you appeared in the chat, didn't you? You kind of checked in, made sure we weren't mucking around, and then left us to it. I did. did you, um, and then, anything exciting planned or just a week off? Literally nothing. I sat there thinking I should. I actually came and sat here and just talked to the camera for uh, <laughs> an hour or so. No idea. Yeah, I had a nice night off. I checked in to make sure that you'd obviously got the script and were good to go. And I left it in your more than capable hands. And it was an excellent show by you and Joe. And Joe with an absolute blinder with the ITFC prediction. Yeah. Well, is it enough? Is it enough? We'll find out um, later on. Uh, and worth noting, you uh, had an appearance in the flagship show as well, Seb. Yeah, I went to Bolton, obviously. But any, any game kind of northern around the Manchester area up at this part of the world is always my uh, on my doorstep. So Bolton, yep, did that one. Barnsley, obviously, has been postponed. I'm going to Shrewsbury on Saturday. Barnsley postponed and, and Derby in a couple of weeks' time. So I had four consecutive weekends of, uh, uh, of football, which is very nice. So I'm sure I'll be making an appearance for probably Derby away, I assume, on the flagship that week. Excellent. Well, we can talk about another northern game if you want. We've obviously talked about Barnsley postponement in the live show, which you can still access. Uh, Mikey and Joe did an excellent job there. But as the northern correspondent, give us your thoughts on the new date. I don't I, I it's, There's no northernness to the new date, but give us your views either way, Seb. Well, I guess when, when the when the rumours started that, you know, we, we figured Broadhead and Burns would get called up given all the Welsh retirements and the, and the revamping of their squad. And we kind of started to think, well, the Barnsley game's now in doubt. And then when you looked at the remaining weeks of the season, there wasn't a great deal it could go into. I guess it was a toss-up between the 25th of April, which is the Tuesday it's been announced for, or potentially the week after. We were discussing it in, in Telegram, and I think Veronica put it in there saying that that's the planned night for the end-of-season dinner. So as soon as we saw that, we kind of guessed that is the only chance they could do it. And that's a big old game, isn't it? That's up there with Charlton back in 2000. That was the penultimate game, wasn't it? So it's going to be a uh, yeah a big, big week. It's, uh, it's what is it, Peterborough on the Saturday, is it? And then uh, obviously up to, up to Oakwell for the Tuesday night, and then at home to Exeter on the Saturday. So a very big week, and that could be a really big game. At least by then, it'll all be 
kind of almost settled out. You know, they're, they're, by the time we play Derby, their games in hand will be used up. I think Sheffield Wednesdays will be as well. So we'll know a lot more about the the, the lie of the land. But yeah, a, a nice midweek away time. At least the weather will be nice. <laughs> a nice midweek really? away game. Really? Yeah, on a, in the end of April, it'll be lovely. I uh, guarantee so nice, it'll be raining. A nice away day to finish the to finish the season before the hopefully easy games at Exeter and uh, and Fleetwood to, to finish it all off. We'll hopefully. just beat them at Oakwell and, and, and confirm second that night. It'll be great. Wouldn't it be good? Wouldn't it be good? And a, a reward for all of the fantastic away support who continue to travel in their numbers. And good to see the club introducing some level of um, benchmark, as it were, for away attendance to justify early priority for tickets as well. Although I'm just under the threshold, which is annoying. How about you? I'm over. I, I've done 12 this Ooh. season on my gold card, so I, I qualify. But you can only buy one ticket, so it's kind of a bit pointless because I can get in there early. But if I want to go with other people, I can't do anything until they join in, you know. So one of those, good to see them do it because, as we saw with, was it Cambridge? It was an absolute farce, wasn't it? So yeah. we needed to sort something. I presumed they would do some sort of system. That I, did for, I got a letter when we played Bracken in the Cup saying I qualified and could go if I wanted to. So I, I assumed they would come up with something for Fleetwood because it's not the biggest terrace for the last day of the season and that could be very very popular could be very exciting I was there no I won't be because I haven't got enough priority <laughs> uh, moving it's on loyal. swiftly um, uh, another team on their travels this week after a, a long run of home games are ITFC women now join uh, now a second in the league um, after Oxford's midweek victory which was a really a surprise Oxford pretty strong at home um, but town only one point behind, um, although Oxford have got games in hand, but do have to come to the AGL. And we know it's a fearsome atmosphere, Seb. The drum, the uh, heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me and Mr. Waring uh, trying to scare all of the opposition goalkeepers to kick their goal kicks out of touch. So, yeah, um, away trip to Crawley Wasps, who are down the bottom of the league, I think. Um, only one once i think one win i think maybe seven points. they've only got seven points haven't they they lost the last three so they yeah surely this is a, a a very easy chance to continue the amazing run that the women have been on recently hopefully so yeah a positive trajectory very much like the men's team so we wish them all the very best and do a professional job get the three points and back home we come when um, is the oxford game out of interest i think it's the derby weekend i think okay. it's um the second then the, april yeah, 2nd. the sunday Okay, uh, I can double check that if you. Because last year it was it. similar, wasn't it? It was all riding on that Southampton game towards the end yes. of the season, and it's the way the fixture list has fallen again this year. It's going to be very, very similar, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, you've got to hope they keep building that momentum. The the run's amazing, was it? Is it five wins and five clean sheets? Yeah, in the last... very much yeah. like the men. I tweeted it. Yeah, uh, so... very much. The, yeah, second uh, of of April. Yeah. Okay. Two p.m. Right. kickoff. We'll hopefully have more details ahead of that one anyway, and I think we'll try and get Kieran Stanley back for. Uh, a chat with him uh, ahead of that one. But if you want more information about um, home and away ITFC women's matches, then um, have a chat with the Women's Official Sports Club, WOSC, uh, at ITFC WOSC on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and get involved. If you want to come and sing some songs and bang some drums, um, the more the merrier. Um, finally, in terms of housekeeping, Seb, uh, our friends at Town Fans supporting food banks are back in the fans, I know, aren't they? Do you want to, if I put the images up, do you want to give us? a little bit of details of where we can find more information. Yeah, sure. So I think it's the third one. I think Plymouth at home was the first one. Then it was Sheffield Wednesday in February. And this is the, the, the March edition. Same thing as normal in the fan zone. If you go to at ITFC underscore FSF on Twitter, you can find the exact timings. They put a list like you've put on the screen there of items that they'd prefer you to bring along. Obviously, they aim for things with longevity. And you can now do a cash donation as well. So if you can't get along with bags of shopping, but you do want to help out, then there is a link on the uh, on the Twitter page for a cash donation you can do as well. So a fantastic call. We all know the great work these guys do, the great power that can be done when you know when football fans come together. So if you can get down there, I know times are tough, but if you can get down there and help them out to help support people in need, please do, because it's a really, really worthy cause. And we've got a map here as well for people who are watching on YouTube, basically in the fan zone. Um, that's all that map suggests, really. So hopefully all of us know where the fan zone is by now, but <laughs> go and give um, the folks at FSF your support. And let's talk about Shrewsbury, Seb. We've been very efficient, haven't we? I feel like we've just gone straight into Shrewsbury, but eight minutes in, time we talked about Shrewsbury. Uh, probably 
uh, higher in the league than we may expect them to be. Um, well, you might. I, I don't mean to blow my own trumpet, Ooh, but I remember the, the preseason well, the pre show, show with Gab Sutton, and I think I think I said they were dark horses. I think I said they'd probably be in and around sixth place this season as a bit of a transition season and look to really go for it next year. So whilst you might be surprised, the uh, the professionals and the experts amongst us maybe aren't so surprised. No, it's a, it's going to be a, 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 a difficult one. Obviously, it's a lot easier than Bolton last weekend, but compared to the relatively kind run we've had recently with the likes of Forest Green and Burton at home, this is going to be a, a next level up, I would suggest. They're currently ninth in the league on 55 points, played 36, won 16, drawn 7, lost 13. They've scored 47 goals and they've conceded uh, 39. They're eight points off six. They do have a game in hand over Bolton, but they are eight points off six. I can't see them gate crashing it. Can you? I think they're too Wickham far out of it. I, I, I think the top six, I know Wickham are there or thereabouts with a game in hand, but I, I think the top six is going to remain as it is and it's going to be a bit of a juggle for who's going to finish in what place. Can you see them really getting in there, do you think? Um, no, but I, I, I think where they are right now is probably where they'll finish. I think they'll keep it alive as long as they can. The, the, the question is, is more about Bolton and Wickham because Shrewsbury, well, we'll talk about the form because it is a little bit inconsistent. Yeah. They are they are doing enough to hang in there. The question is injuries as well, that they're a factor. But Bolton's form, big question well, marks. Yeah. It's a cup final as well. Yeah. Maybe a, I think they were debating that in the midweek show about whether that's going to be a distraction for Plymouth, maybe wishful thinking. But Bolton, definitely their form has dropped off quite a bit. Um, not least the defeat to us, but prior to that, away from home. So it'll be interesting. I think Wickham probably best place though out of Shrewsbury and Wickham to get that. And, yeah. um, but very similar sides, aren't they, Shrewsbury and Wickham? It's interesting, isn't it, that they're just outside and probably the teams in the top six, all of them probably more footballing sides perhaps. I don't know what conclusions I think, Yeah, I, draw, I agree but... with that. I think I've, I've said for the last couple of months, my real fear is that we finish third and Wickham sneak sixth because I remember last year, MK playing some great football throughout the season and then in the first playoff game, I think they, they lose 2-0 at Wickham and they were pretty much out the tie against a non-footballing side. So that would be one of my one of my fears. But I think they're, I think they're too far off it. I, I think Bolton will probably finish sixth. I guess they're just knackered at the minute. They probably will regroup a little bit maybe after the Pizza Cup final and look to really cement that that. Season space i can't see shrewsbury challenging but but they've done really well this yeah. season considering you know budgets and 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 fan bases and everything compared to the some of the bigger boys above them they, they're punching well above their weight i'd say you mentioned the, the the form it is a little bit inconsistent so the last six overall is two wins two draws uh and uh, sorry two wins two losses and a draw the two wins were morecambe and wickham the two defeats were peterborough and accrington and the two draws were exeter and derby so there's no real pattern of you know who they should and who they they shouldn't be yeah. and they, there's a pattern though it's like draws lose win draw lose win yeah the it's basically us under Paul Cook, isn't it? Yeah, for for sort of six months or so. But it's it's their home form that's really really kept them up. Their their away form being relevant mostly for this game isn't that amazing. It's their home form that's really really kept them in touch with those uh, those top six bases. Yeah, I was just thinking before, just a point on us and playoffs. If that's if that's what our fate is, it's quite fortunate that within the last 10, 11 games of the season, we'll have played Bolton, Wickham, Derby, Barnsley. And, and obviously with Plymouth and, well, you wouldn't expect, well, I don't know. Hopefully if we're playing, we, we wouldn't be playing Plymouth, we'd have taken Plymouth spot. But you know what I mean? These teams will have experience of, it's not as if we'll be going in dark because we haven't played them for a while. So, you know, we'll know a bit more about Matt Bloomfield's Wickham as opposed to Gareth Ainsworth's Wickham, for example. Yeah. And so, and hopefully if there are wins in there, those are confidence boosters as well. But even then, you know, we've spoken so much on this show about how Kieran McKenna learns and figure stuff out i kind of think that you know facing those teams quite recently ahead of if that's if it is playoffs might be might work really well for us so um but let's talk about shrewsbury a bit more you mentioned the away form there 10th best in league one um uh, so yeah and again patchy form kind of inconsistent form away some wins in there though it is, yeah. So they're 10th best in the league with 23 points from their away games. Played 18, won 6, lost, uh, drawn 5, lost 7, scored 19 goals on the road and conceded 17. And like I said, it's their home form that's incredible. They've won, I think, their last 5 on the bounce at New Meadow, I think it is now, isn't it? So that's what's really keeping them up there. Their last 6 away games are 2 wins, 2 draws, uh, and 2 losses. Um, but the losses and the and the two, the 2 losses and the 2 draws precede the win. So they haven't actually won away from home for the last 4. The 2 wins were MK and Oxford. The 2 draws were Exeter and Derby. And the 2 defeats with Peterborough and Accrington. So yeah, the last four games, not amazing. It's very much their home form that's keeping them kind of within touching distance. 
Worth noting that the goals for against and goal difference played 18, goals scored 19, goals against 17. So a plus two goal difference, but very, very neutral there. Not many goals in their games away from home, seemingly. So that probably tells a bit of the story. Uh, but in terms of the home match, there were plenty of goals back in August, wasn't there? There were, yeah, a lovely 3-0 victory. The sun was shining. Oh. We were in our, Was it the first time we saw our lovely away red kit? I think yeah. it might have been. Yeah, it was a lovely day, wasn't it? You came up, you made the trip up to sunny Shropshire. It was a lovely day. Yeah, 3-0, very, very comfortable. We had Tyrese John-Jules. I think it was his first start in the number nine role who scored what I would describe as a Thierry Henry-esque goal. I remember running back and dispossessing either the midfielder or the centre-back and then beating a couple of men and then getting into the box and just lovely kind of side foot curling it home past the keeper. A chap within the Jackson got the got the goals in the second half. It was a, a very comfortable win. I remember the Shrewsbury podcast. Forgive me, I can't remember the name. You'll, you'll know the name of them. They, um, they tweeted afterwards saying they thought they'd seen the champions, albeit it was only the third or fourth game of the season but it was a lovely comfortable performance um yeah a, a very nice way to to, to to tick them off wasn't it say cast something like that yeah it was they were yeah. very complimentary remember that as to be fair most most sides have been so far this season but yeah a very a very very straightforward win and is has tyrese john jules goal at shrewsbury been surpassed by anyone and may I humbly suggest maybe George Hurst's Yeah, goal Hurst last there. weekend at Bolton, I would say. I also really liked, I know it's a game we all refer to because it's horrible, but the Charlton game, remember Ladapo, what should have been the winner in the 91st mm. minute. I really liked that strike as well. Um, but but no, that goal from, a, I guess from a, I guess they're all different kinds of goals, aren't they? George Hurst is Different goals for different needs. George Hurst's goal is exceptional technique, um, you know, to hit it across the keeper when, when it's, you know, arriving at, at, at pace. Whereas John Jules was more of, a, I'd say, probably a skillful goal because he beats a couple of people he shows the desire first to run back and win the ball beats a couple of people i think he dumps one of the center backs on their behind in the box and then rolls the ball home so that was a very classy goal i would say chaplins versus barnsley the free kick yeah yeah another good one yeah Yeah, let us know in the comments um your runners and riders for goal of the season um there must be some that we're we're forgetting but uh, certainly i yeah that john jaws goal Definitely lives has lived long in the memory for me. Overall match record is pretty positive in our favour. 17 wins for Town, only three wins for Shrewsbury in our history and 10 draws. And in the recent meetings in League One, um, we have we've yet to be beaten. So that must bode well positive there. Um, and their last season, Seb, you know, we we, we said unbeaten. There's, there's a win at Portman Road as a, a pretty crappy draw isn't there away yeah. from home and um, just remind us of Shrewsbury's situation last season and so they finished eight, yeah they finished 18th with 50 points uh they had a poor end they teated off towards the end of the season a bit like we did really they had no wins in their last five so they kind of teated off a little bit the 2-1 win at Portman Road was in October Chaplin and Bond scored uh Wally scored for Shrewsbury and then it was a it was a not great one all scrappy draw in April I think at that point we knew we couldn't get in the playoffs it was quite feisty if I remember rightly I seem to remember a few flare-ups on the pitch Norwood scored quite a nice kind of flicked header at the near post from a lovely Danassian or KVY cross from the right back position but then it's uh Burgess gets sent off he goes in late on the goalkeeper and gets a second yellow and he gets sent off and then we're kind of a bit back to the wall and Wally the guy that scored in the Portman Road game equalized with a lovely volley with about 10 minutes to go and it just kind of petered out it was one of those games towards the end it's a bit like crew a week later a week before when the same thing happened it was a you know a one-all draw and we were just all kind of waiting for the season to be over so McKenna could really get them back for pre-season and start start drilling into them but yes unbeaten like you say since we came down to league one unbeaten against them so that's a good sign and Steve Cottrell still in charge I think there was a point maybe and towards last season I think where there was questions mark maybe um but he's yeah this season's probably well not a surprise for you Seb obviously but you know, the performance of Cottrell and, and his team has been, yeah, impressive, hasn't it? He's done well, but obviously you'd, you'd probably expect that from him. He's a very experienced manager, isn't he? He's been there since November 2020, managed 106 games, 139, drawn 24, lost 24, 1.33 points per game, which must get you about 60, 62 across the season. So you're never going to be challenging the playoffs aside from this season, but you're never going to be in relegation either. So it's probably kind of, a, you know, does does what he needs to do to ensure they stay in the league each year. Very experienced at championship level, obviously, with Burnley, Stoke, Portsmouth, Forest, Bristol City and Birmingham. He's one of those names isn't he that when there's a vacancy prior to him going to Shrewsbury his name would always get linked with certain clubs he's one of those kind of names very on the managerial merry-go-round that's yeah the managerial merry-go-round that's the one yeah uh you know how he's going to set his team up he's going to be organized they're going to be well drilled they're going to be you know tough to break down kind of a a side in their manager's mold I would suggest low percentage team as well we'll talk about possession particularly later on 
Um, but it's a back three that he is uh, favouring right now, Seb. It is, yeah, back three uh, for, for most of the season. It kind of flicks between a 3-4-1-2 and a 3-4-2-1, depending on the availability of strikers, basically. It depends if they've got the bodies to put two up front, they do that. If they don't, they just drop back to have two number 10s and one one lone striker. But yeah, very much a three at the back. So I'd like quite a lot. We, we do this we do this research week in, week out, and I'd say that well over half of the league are now kind of back three sides. You know, something I've noticed over the last six months of doing this the, the, this podcast is that the amount of sides that have kind of transitioned but we know football is a bit cyclical isn't it people tend to copy each other so give it a year and i'm sure we'll all be back to four three threes and four two three ones four four f and twos yeah <laughs> and, and the, the lineup and particularly the defense i think picks itself morosi and goal uh 10 clean sheets you've got here seven of those away from home and we mentioned yeah. very miserly uh, on their travels um i did notice that he's Overall, though, for the season, he's he's on negative goals prevented. So he's conceded more goals than you'd expect from the chances he's faced. So 20th best for goals prevented, if that's a metric. That, I'll add that to the list with XG that people hate <laughs> or love Think- to hate. But they're the back three steps, the land of the Giants, isn't it? Big, yeah. Shea Dunkley, six foot two. He'll be in the middle. Matthew Pennington, remember him from the relegation mm-hmm. season? Six foot one. Tom Flanagan is six foot three. Ex Sunderland. They've got 10 goals between them. We'll come on to their set piece prowess, but they've got 10 goals between them and they are huge. Yeah, it's a big old back line, isn't it? Which I guess might determine our our striking options. But yeah, a, a very big kind of kind of back line. Shea Dunkley, I'm sure. Didn't Paul Cook want to sign him at yeah. one point? Yeah, when he when he came out. I think we've been linked link with all of the all of X Paul Cook ex-players at certain points. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, I think we probably were. Uh, Dunkley's kind of the main guy in the middle. He'll be organising them and keeping them tight. Uh, he's the third highest clearances in League One as well, so he's... Uh, yeah, as in, in height or in volume? What you, <laughs> in, in, probably both, hey. actually. I know Ricard, Ricardo Santos will be taller, but yeah, <laughs> he'll be pushing for both. Third most clear... Yeah, third highest number of clearances in League One. So yes, yeah. He's hoofing, hoofing. And then the, the wide players, uh, you can still find him. Another... Elliot Bennett. Bennett, yeah, he's still around. He was rested for the... They played Morecambe last time out. They won 3-1 with some some goals from from corners, but he was rested for that game. They've got a guy called Taylor Moore who played them, but I assume you'd go... If you're going for a more experienced, probably going to be a bit of a gritty, not not backs to the wall. I don't think they kind of play that way, but if you want somebody organised and experienced in that role, surely you'll have rested him for Morecambe to bring him back against us, wouldn't you? And obviously the ex-Norwich link adds a little bit of something as well, I guess. And ex-Coventry over on the left... Yeah, filling in, isn't he? Jordan Shipley's filling in at the kind of left wing back role. He's a a left-sided central midfielder by by trade, but they've got a bad injury to George Nurse. He's their regular left back slash left wing back. He's been out since September, so Shipley's filling in there. He's doing quite well. He's got four goals and five assists so far this season, so he's doing okay, but he is playing out of position, which might be uh, Wes Burns might be licking his lips in anticipation of that one. The, the main man, though, Seb, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some other central midfield options in a second, but it's clear who the main man is for, for Shrewsbury. Stop him, maybe stop them. I think so, and don't give him any chance to whip in set pieces. Yeah, Luke Leahy, another one of your last season players to watch curses. I, I, I'm sure you picked him out for the uh, one of the Shrewsbury games. Yeah, he's the main man. He's an ever-present. He's also their top scorer with eight. He does take penalties. Uh, three in away games. He's got five assists. He got, in the game against Morecambe last weekend, he won a penalty from one of his corners when the Morecambe player handballs it. They then scored from a, a flick on from his corner. Pennington flicks the ball on from Leahy's corner and they stab home from close range. And then Dunkley scores direct from his corner in the uh, later on in the game. So he is the big, big threat. It's absolutely crucial in this game that we do not give away silly, cheap free kicks in and around the box because his left-footed delivery is absolutely superb. He's a bit of a utility player. He can play wide left, left back, left wing back, but because of various injuries and players out of position, he's kind of been slotting into the central midfield there. So yeah, he's he's very much the danger man and the key man. Stop him, kind of cut off his set piece opportunity, and you've you've probably won half the battle. Let's be honest. Yeah, the I mean the other midfield options not nearly as prolific. Carl Winchester's on loan from Sunderland. Uh, Tom Bayless is 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 there as well. That might be a name familiar to some. He's got six goals, four assists, but I think is is. This is how it was described in the, my research. He got picked up an injury at Morecambe because he went down in a hole in our penalty in in their in, so in their penalty area at Morecambe. If that makes sense, is he is a rabbit hole? Do you think they've got him out yet? Do you think they found him? Has he fallen down the hole? Is, or, <laughs> so yeah, that's a and we know Morecambe's pitch is a bit ropey, but that's that's pretty bad. So he's a doubt. And another doubt is uh, Killian Phillips, who's um, had a scrap with uh, Cashin, is it? The guy at Derby? Yeah, the centre-back, yeah. 
So he's a doubt because of that. So there is a little bit of limited options there in central midfield, aren't there? And there's also question marks about the forwards. I mean, there's plenty of options there, but either lack of form, injuries. Um, talk to us about the potential options they've got there. You're expecting two up front, are you? Yeah, I would. I would assume so. They did that last weekend against um, uh, against Morecambe. Christian Sadie's currently the guy that's been kind of carrying the torch for them, but he did miss Morecambe with a hamstring injury, so he's going to be a a very late call. Cottrell was quite, you know, he didn't give much away before the Morecambe game. The fitness was, test will be: Can you touch your nose? Can, yeah, can yeah. you can you run up and down you, the hotel yeah. cor- <laughs> the corridor in the hotel? Yeah. Um, so he missed that one. He might come back, and he's got seven goals from twenty nine appearances so far this season. Daniel Daniel and Ludu, the, the the big centre forward, the focal point. He's been out injured for most the season so he's not he's not going to feature uh Raquel Pike uh, is a kind of a player who might come in I think he started against Morecambe last weekend three goals and two assists so far this season Ryan Bowman a player who's played against us before didn't he, he fell on well didn't he at Port Road if yeah. I remember rightly and got subbed off with a uh, a heart condition he, like, he yeah. could come in four goals so far this season Robert Street started against Morecambe but he's only a kid he's 21 years old two goals three assists and, and Tom Bloxham who hasn't scored yet so far this season he's kind of you know, very much a bench option he's made one start so far this year but he's very much a bench option he's kind of more of a, a deeper lying forward rather than an out and out one so he'd be the the wild card if, if Sadie is fit I would expect him to be starting up front probably alongside alongside Pike yeah and I was going to suggest Bowman I like Bowman quite a physical player I think that yeah. will bit of a handful for for Burgess and Wolfenden but Bloxham's got is the most effective league one player at winning possession in the final third so if it's a high press that Cottrell's going to go with, then you might see blocks them to fulfill that role of, you know, pressing us and trying to force turnovers in our third, in our defensive third. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes there. Uh, you mentioned we, high press there and how they'll sell. But how do you think they approach this game? Because they, they probably need to win to, to keep in touch with Plymouth. But they, it'd be suicide to take us on. So what, what do you think? I think they'd be delighted with a point, do? wouldn't they? Yeah, well, I mean, a point is a brilliant performance for them. But in the grand scheme of things, a point probably doesn't get close that gap to Bolton and Wickham. So what do you, do you think they keep it tight and hope for a set piece and nick one? And Yeah. Okay. I think and, it'll be like the games that we fear we'll have at Portman Road. But as we've seen of late, we, we seem to have formed a strategy to deal with that. So I'd expect, I'd expect a back five rather than a back three. Yeah. I'd expect, yeah, direct counterattacks, set piece, et cetera, try to get that goal. But I would, I, they'll be keeping it tight as long as they can. Similar to what John, John Coleman said, Accrington's game plan was to keep it tight for until 60 minutes and see what they can do. So I, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's what they go for. And then it's all about us scoring early, isn't it? What, what say you? Um, yeah. I mean, a, a point at Portman for them is a, is, is a great result. I guess, any Steve Cottrell side is going to be well drilled. They're going to be organised. They're going to know what they need to do. And I assume, yeah, like you say, they'll keep it tight. Hope to sneak one, probably through a through a set piece or you know through a corner or a decent ball into the box from Lee He. And I guess if they were to go one up, that would be an issue for us because I think if they did, we've seen you know how decent they are at not conceding goals on the road. It's seventeen in the eighteen games, so they're pretty pretty miserly away from home. Then we're going to have to really look deep into ourselves to try and you know pull that one that one back a little bit. But we we, we shouldn't fear them. You know, we'll come on to us after we've gone through the stats for Shrewsbury we shouldn't fear them I just think it's an interesting one because a point we know in this league points do nothing so are they kind of happy to be pushing on kind of the coattails of the playoffs or do you think there's a real concerted effort that they need to try and get into it in which case they probably need to win it's a, it's a strange one isn't it yeah I'm not so sure I, I think you you at this point you take it at this point you take a point at Portman Road Fair I'd say definitely enough. Let's let's talk about the stats. I mean, a few of these we talked about. The, the goals scored on the road isn't great. 16th best in League One. Um, a few goals from set pieces and penalties. We'll talk more about that in a second. Averaging 10 shots a game isn't great. It's the 19th most shots in of all the teams in League One. And on target, only three of those 10 is typically on target, which is the 22nd best. So in terms of attacking contributions, um, we shouldn't expect them to be um, going for it, I'd suggest. XG for those of you who love that, I'll um, the XG clacks them. Um, the footy stats, um, XG reference that I like, um, has them 20th for expected goals away from home, which is 1.01 versus uh, just over one goal scored per game as well. So they're scoring and converting the number of chance, the number of goals you'd expect from the quality of the chances they create. So not a big attacking force, efficient, probably yeah. set pieces we've talked about. So, yeah, probably it's the other end of the field that we need to be 
focusing on Seb. But yeah, we mentioned the style of play before with Cottrell. Meant talk just about possession and that kind of stuff. <laughs> they don't care, do they? They're happy not to have the ball. Yeah, thirty-nine point seven percent possession away from home is the worst in League One. Sixty point three passing accuracy is the second worst in League One. They are not a side that are bothered about having the ball. They'll happily sit off and let sides pass it around them. They'll be well drilled. They'll be organised. They'll simply probably sit there and say, "Okay, try and try and break us down." Two hundred and nineteen short passes per game is the bottom of the league. Twenty-fourth in the in, in the league, so is the worst in the league. And four dribbles per away game is the 23rd in the league so they were happy not to have the ball their passing accuracy is pretty poor they won't pass it short they'll kind of look to go to go long occasionally and hit the hit the front man and they won't bother trying to dribble so i'm worried about this being my stat but 219 short passes per game seems like quite a lot no 119 short passes in total no it can't be is that is is that that's, that's per game it seems quite high that number. It's not. It's not in total. We've played like thirty six. Yeah, I know. Games. I know. But still, you'd be averaging sort of like passes. sixteen passes a game. Well, true, 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 true. Even yeah. Wickham and Mick McCarthy aren't that bad. No, Even yeah, that's so, just yeah. that's just an average per game. Yeah, two hundred and twelve. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, we've had some games. We've been six hundred, haven't we? True. Yep. Fair point. I'll move on. I'll edit that one out. No, I won't. Uh, leave it in. Leave Can't it in. Brilliant. Two hundred nineteen uh, passes in thirty six games. Brilliant. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, I can't. Yeah, moving on. Defensive stats. Talk to us about those. Uh, only 10 goals conceded from open play is decent. It's the joint third best in the league. So very miserly at the other end, as I said, as you'd expect from a Steve Cottrell side. Uh, six conceded from set pieces, which is the joint sixth best. So they're decent in both boxes, decent attacking set pieces and decent defending them as well. Surprisingly, though, given the size of their back three with Flanagan, uh, Dunkley and Pennington, uh, the aerial duels isn't amazing. It's, they only average 22 per game, which is 14th. I thought for a side that big, you know, they'd be kind of Sheffield Wednesday numbers and be really strong at aerial duels all over the pitch. But they're, they're not. They're not. They're not great, at it, are they? Which is, which is surprising when you think of the, the size of the players in the back line. Yeah, I, although it perhaps suggests... They haven't got the height up front, but also teams don't go long ball against them either. You only have aerial duels if teams go direct against you. That's and why most you're here this, to add. Most, I've, I've swung it back, haven't I? After I've you have. You've, you've saved myself. it. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, most teams will probably be passing around Shrewsbury, I suspect. But given you know, the likes of Dunkley, with respect, are not going to want a foot race against any of our players, will they? So I think maybe that's partly. But yeah, it's, it, on the face of it, it does, it does seem a bit strange, doesn't it? And mm. Making tackles, I said, 17 tackles on average per away game is the seventh best in the league. And XG, um, XGA is 10th best, pretty decent. Um, but yeah, only 0.94 goals conceded per game, as we said. So they're actually conceding better quality chances than you'd expect and not conceding the goals. So yeah, positive. It's, it's what you'd yeah. expect, isn't it? From a Steve Cottrell side, a vastly experienced manager with vastly experienced centre-backs, this is kind of what you would, would expect, isn't it? This is par for the course, you know. They're not going to give much away at all on the back and they're going to sit back, let other teams have the ball and say to them, you know, look to look to break us down and if we can get a, a decent free kick in and around the box or a corner opportunity, we'll look to take it and then completely shut up shop. So that's uh, very I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick on you here. you said this twice now. Can you get a free kick in the box? Yes, you can if the goalkeeper picks it up. Indirect free kick, tenuous, tenuous. Well played, though. Quick as a Rules. flash. The laws of the game. I said, don't be free. Quick is that what you meant, though? <laughs> Direct yeah. free, free kicks in and around the box. That's what I meant. That's exactly that's what, what I meant. If, if Christian mean. Walton picks up a back pass, Lee, he will have a chance on goal. That's the, that's the strategy of Cottrell, is it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about your stats, Seb. Uh, yes. Um, Shrewsbury have the most league goals from dead balls in the EFL. So they have... This is in set and around the box. And, and penalties. They have 26. 20 from set pieces and six penalties. We are joint second, incidentally, with Millwall, who have 22 along with our, ourselves. So yes, set pieces, free kicks in and around the box and penalties. They're the best for. I don't know how many of their uh, of these goals were from inside the box free kicks, but it uh, doesn't matter. It could still happen. Could happen. Rules of the game. But yeah. uh, one stat that I dug out, which I was quite pleased with, they are sixth in the second half away table as in they pick up a good number of their points in the second half of matches so that's that narrative about hold it keep it tight for 60 minutes and try and sneak that goal definitely chimes with with that stat there so definitely going to be um determined physical hopefully we've got the tools to be able to deal with it now Seb I feel like we've broken through the the mold of low block teams now we'll talk about us in a second (music) 
Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Bridge with more to follow. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us then. Uh, yeah, you picked that one up. Good. We'll continue. I guess the big question, Seb, is who starts up front, isn't it? Yeah, well, being a home game, you would assume Ladapo would come back in, but given their physicality and the fact he scored an amazing goal and was pressing from the front and generally superb against Bolton, I think I'd start Hurst again. What What would you do? I'd I'd, I'd have Hurst personally, but Ladapo does seem to come in for home games. What would you do? I think I think Joe made this point previously. I think Hurst is McKenna's first choice striker. Really, I know Ladapo's done really well for us, and therefore now he's up and running. I think you owe it to Hurst to see if he can go on a run. We know that. I think Dave mentioned it on the flagship, didn't he? That Hurst went on a run at Pompey once he got yes. up and running. Yeah. So I think that's possibly playing into McKenna's mind. But I think, yeah, I can see the logic in bringing in Ladapo. Though it is going to be one of those marginal ones, isn't it? But probably just on the basis of trying to play Hurst into some form. And overall, probably he's the, the better all-round player. I think you probably bring him back in, don't you? you yeah, given the size of their of their back line as well. Yeah, I think that would that would make sense. And obviously, now Barnsley's been postponed. We've got a clear run now, haven't we, until Derby? So they've got two weeks off. So you know, if he if he can't do two games in three days, which doesn't really matter, it's irrelevant, isn't it? Because he can get a decent rest after this one. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd go Hurst up front definitely. I think I think the rest of it these days pretty much picks itself, don't you? We so there's one thought that I had controversial. I've seen my, this on the script. Yeah, my it's... job is to ask the questions, not to answer them. So I'm, I'll put you on the spot. But Morsey's um, the moratorium on bookings and suspensions ends after Shrewsbury. Now, now given Humphreys is obviously fit, Luongo's proven that he can finish matches now as well, and Dom Ball is back on the grass. Wink. Any thoughts on keeping Morsey out of the firing line? So you would you'd rest him? I would have him on the bench. Are you madder than? Oh no, Jack sorry. Mad, if, if, mad car. <laughs> if the thought was to avoid the threat of no. the booking, no, no, that's the only thing I'm just wanting. I'm no. asking the questions, man. No, what? There's no. You don't need to. He's, he's been so disciplined and so good here. He got booked like over two and a half months ago, I think it was now against. Cambridge, whenever that godforsaken performance was, and he's he's been fine ever since. A couple of times on against Bolton, I could see him almost thinking about it, but he, he kind of pulled out. And with Luongo alongside him, he doesn't need to do that kind of stuff because Luongo can just take the booking for him. So no, I would start him. I, I, I think if it was sixty minutes and we were two, three goals up, I'd probably sub him because I, I kind of okay. thought they might do that against um, 
Burton when we got into it, but, but he didn't do it. He didn't take him off. So I think McKenna fully trusts him to get through the 90 minutes. And yeah, I would fully expect what's the first game after the, the it'd be Derby away, isn't it? Mm. He will, uh, if you've, if you're a betting person, <laughs> I would put money on Morsey getting booked against Derby away because he'll go back to his old self. No, I, I wouldn't rest him. But if we were to get two or three up, I'd be tempted to take him off and give Humphreys half an hour or so just to make sure he is fully rested and fully protected for the Derby game. He has managed that situation exceptionally well, given really well. But what K- we know K- about was him. saying on their podcast, he's done it before. Apparently at Wigan, he did yeah. the same thing. He went through a he, he was riding a tightrope for ten games or so, and then the first game after the uh, the amnesty, he went out and just completely clattered somebody. So expect Told the referee more of, to do one. Yes. Yeah, ex- <laughs> expect more of the same. Good. Well, that's nice and straightforward then. And at this point, as we said, it's great that McKenna's got this essentially his first choice 11 all but locked in now so it'll be interesting to see what happens when ball is fully fit if evans returns if john jules comes john back jules, as well yeah the squad is crazy isn't it? but we're going to need it in april because is it seven games eight games in april yeah it's a busy old month with you know back-to-back easter very quickly we're gonna have two midweek runs of three games with with port vale and now barnsley slotted back in so we're gonna need them all for the, for those games in april yeah, rotation might return, mightn't it? So we shall see. Um, and we shall see, hopefully, plenty of people at the Greyhound, our pre-match show sponsors, hopefully ahead of kickoff. And if you're not heading to the game, you could, um, you can keep up to date with all the goings on at Portman Road and get involved in all kinds of fun debates and interesting conversations with our friends over on Telegram. Uh, talk to us about that, said very quickly, Telegram. It's excellent. If you're not in it, there's something wrong with you. It's brilliant. It's uh, it's it's five quid a month. Two weeks. <laughs> Insulting people is an interesting marketing strategy. What's wrong two week, with you? Two week free trial. Then it's only a five a month. Six seven groups ranging from academy, ITFC women, match day chat, general ITFC chat, Premier League chat. It's it's brilliant. Come and get involved. We had some film recommendations in there Box this week from, yeah. from people. Yeah, yeah. It does absolutely everything. Come and give it a go. You won't lose anything. The numbers are great. They're really growing steadily now, aren't they? Most people when they come along for the two-week trial tend to stick around so come and get involved match day is brilliant if you're like me and you're a bit isolated and you can't get to all the home games it's great to see the the different perspectives from so many people come and give it a go all the all the links are at bluemondayitfc.co.uk two weeks on us five quid after that no brainer there you go and the flagship show returns 8 p.m ben once again in the host chair joined by dave and craig to talk all about shrewsbury 8 p.m join the live debate um and yeah, we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do next weekend when we've got a weekend off. Maybe we'll have a weekend off. Who knows? But I'm sure we'll announce more plans for that one. Maybe we'll do a, I don't know, a state of the nation or a look ahead to the final. We'll do it. Yeah, a run-in show something. or something. Yeah. Let us know if you've got any advice or advice. If you've got any thoughts on what you like to see advice. in the in the blank weekend, let us know. Pre-match might not reappear, but the flagship certainly will. Some something will replace it. We'll figure it out. Keep your keep your eyes on our socials and as Seb said, Blue Monday ITFC.co.uk has got all the information you need. Right. I've put it off as long as I can. The worst feature in the podcast. Here we go. So Joe did a decent enough job and included getting ITFC's 2-0 win at Bolton spot on, but Mark from the Telegram group wins the day with his two one-all predictions. I've been beaten, Seb, by my own one-all strategy. Uh, I've let my down there. Crumbling. How many weeks is it now? Four or five weeks? I'm Plymouthing, aren't I? You're <laughs> just, you've lost it. You've gone. It's like room 101 all over again. You, 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 you peaked too soon, and now it's a downward trajectory for the rest of the season. We shall see. I think points per game still positive, though, so... We shall see. We'll find out, won't we, about this week. Has that but, always yeah. been there, points per game, or have you added that in? I've added that in because Craig, if Craig was on it, he'd, he'd go, oh, I won the points per game. So I, I need to put it in for Craig. <laughs> I did like the, uh, the the live show last night when uh, Joe and Mikey were discussing it and Joe pointed out that the only thing we care about is beating you. Yeah, well, I'm happy to be shot at. You're um, the Thanos of the predictions world, in, and we are in, the I'm Avengers. In, we appear each wow. week to try and take I'm you down. Thanos. Yeah, you are. I am inevitable. We shall see. Well, let's, let's see how we get on this week, because I think there's quite a lot of similarities in the predictions this week. So, so you've I copied think, me. Brilliant. I think, no, because I did mine before I saw yours. Don't worry. I always get mine in there nice and early. Don't worry. Uh, you can audit mine if you want in future. I don't want any accusations of being a Thanos and cheating. So <laughs> we shall see. But yeah, some interesting games, not least at the top of the screen there, Seb Sheffield Wednesday, Bolton. 
Are Bolton going to bounce back? We don't no. really think so, do we? No, I'm really disappointed with them the other day. You know, I, I know they were knackered and they've played something like eight games in 28 days or something crazy because of the Pizza Cup run and the league fixtures they've had to, to get out of the way early. But I was really disappointed in them. And, and Sheffield Wednesday are just relentless, aren't they? Let's be honest. You know, they'll probably win it 1-0 like they do most weeks. I, I can't see Bolton turning it around, especially at Sheffield Wednesday at home as well. They're so strong. So, no, for me, that's a clean sheet, fairly comfortable. I've gone 2-0, you've gone 1-0, Telegram has gone 2-1. We've all gone for a Wednesday win there. Quite a few um, relegation sides facing off. Accrington MK, one of the examples there. Uh, another, pro, yeah, Fleetwood, Derby, we're not particularly excited about any kind of opportunity for Fleetwood. Though Fleetwood are probably one of those teams that I quite like as well, kind of low-key, dark horsey kind of teams. Probably not. It's far too late for them now, but you never know. Um, they obviously and Derby got... haven't been great recently, have they? And McGoldrick was injured, wasn't he, last week? I think Ben pointed out on the flagship, McGoldrick didn't play uh, last weekend. So maybe, I guess, if he's nursing injury, that could come back to haunt them as well. And we know that Fleetwood are obstinate and annoying at, at home as well, or when they're away. So who knows there? Plymouth Forest Green, we're not expecting any favours from Duncan Ferguson. Three nils across the board there. So the, we just need to maintain the cap at two. Uh, Wickham Barnsley, though, is an interesting one. We're both going for a draw there. It'd be good if Matt Bloomfield could do us a favour, wouldn't it? It would really help, wouldn't it? Yeah, because they're on a hell of a run of form. Yeah, I, I can't decide if the if we'd want to go there next weekend. I don't, if you pretend the the, the international call ups, you know, if they, if they were ruled out, they're in a, an, an excellent run of form. Is playing them a month later, hopefully, going to they're going to have a, through a few spanners thrown in the works and break some of their momentum. But then at the same time, we were flying, weren't we? So I guess it was going to be a unstoppable force meets an immovable object. So yeah, hopefully Wickham will do us a favour and that would be lovely if they turn up and just take some points off and just to keep them a little bit at bay because they've still got those crucial game in hand. However, the game in hand is midweek against Wednesday, isn't it? Mm. So it's not exactly a gimme. So it'd be lovely if they drop points against Wickham and then Sheffield Wednesday beat them and then suddenly it's all uh, as you were a little bit, isn't it? Chevron's Wednesday could affect the race, even though they're not really part of it anymore. So we shall see. As for us, we're all going for narrow Ipswich victories. You are, you believe, along with Mark from Telegram, that the clean sheet run will end. I do, yes. I know we've been so much more solid recently and Walton has redeemed himself beyond measure, especially with the penalty save last weekend. I just think we do have a slight weakness in dealing with high balls into the box and I think we should expect a fair few of them from uh, from Shrewsbury given the height of the, the centre-backs and the delivery from Lee Hee. So I still think we'll win. I think we, we you know, we have no fear. We're in a superb run of form. Uh, these are the sides that we should be, you know, dispatching relatively comfortably like i said earlier it's a step up from burton morecambe all the sides we faced at home recently but a step down probably to what we placed last weekend at bolton so it should be relatively routine and i've said 2-1 but i don't expect that really to be a nervy cagey kind of 2-1 you know i'd expect that to be fairly comfortable and a professional performance you've got do you think we you think we'll keep the clean sheet going i do i just don't think shrewsbury score enough goals on the road so that's my logic there i think it will be a i'm not expecting a classic if i'm honest it would be great if we maintain the same kind of levels as we've had against the likes of Burton and Morecambe and Accrington. But as you say, we know we kind of know what to expect from Shrewsbury. So, uh, you know, an early goal will be good. If we can add to it, fantastic. But just take the wins at the moment. Keep that gap to two points. If Forest Green can't pull off a miracle, it, you kind of expect, do you expect Forest Green to burst into life at some point? There's a point where... Oh. But there's a point where there's no pressure anymore because essentially they'll be, I mean, they're as good as relegated already. When that's kind of mathematically confirmed, you wonder whether they just might rock up and, and this is the kind of, there was stuff that they were talking about in the midweek show as well. You just don't care anymore, do you? So you just throw caution to the wind, do you not? So Forest Green might have a moment, no? Plymouth home form is phenomenal. There is no job. If, if Forest Green beat Plymouth, I'll do this show topless next time. There you go. There's a there's right. a site that people will want to see. That that's how confident. What's I in am. it for me? Plymouth, Nothing. Plymouth do not lose at home, and Forest Green are one of the worst sides I think I've seen in the last five years or so. I, I read something earlier. Duncan Ferguson is already under pressure there, so he clearly can't get his his, his methods and his implementations across. So no, I, I would be absolutely astounded if that were the case. I'm gonna leave it there on that. I've done my absolute best to tempt fate there, and so have you. So we shall come back next week and, well, at some point and see how we got on with the predictions and see if you've managed to claw the gap even closer. 
um, after so a poor run by me or whether the resurgence begins, Thanos re re avenges, whatever, I don't know. I've run out of Avengers analogies now. Let's <laughs> thank you, Seth, for all your hard work. Thank you, everyone, for making it this far. Uh, don't forget to support the Greyhound Innovation Labs as well. Um, do support ICFC fans, supporting food banks as well. Head down to the fans on there, or uh, if you can't do that, they'll make a donation as well. Get involved in Telegram. Come back for the flagship show. And do leave us a review as well. I think what we might do is if someone leaves us a good review in the next few weeks, we'll do a giveaway of some kind. We'll do some BM merch or give you ITFC planet blue voucher or something if you get a from now until we're next on on the pre-match show um we will pick a review five star review hopefully oh well yeah you don't qualify if you give us a one <laughs> be a five star review but yeah the most creative ones quote lasso quote partridge quote brent um it will be read out by ron burgundy so do that so there's there's an incentive for folk but thank you everyone for watching as always and seb um I'll hand over to you. Nope, not not this time. Nope. I did oh, the Churchillian oh. Sheffield Wednesday at home speech and we drew two two and really didn't get it going. And I listened last week and you did the sign off and we went away to Bolton and put in, I think, the best performance of the Kieran McKenna era and the uh, and the best away uh, the best win of the season. So no mate, this is all on you. Go for it. Come on, you blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.